of the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on November 20th, 2016, on the basis of Jude, verses 20 through 25. You've maybe heard it said that there are two types of people in this world. I happen to agree with that sentiment, and this morning I'm very eager to find out which type you are. For example, there are two types of people in this world when it comes to email. How many of you are best described by the picture over on your left? Inbox zero kind of people. And raise your hand if you're more on the right. Inbox infinity kind of people. I'll tell you what's really fun is when, when you're one type and then you're married to someone who is the other type. That's always interesting. I'll let you figure out which is which in my house. Two types of people related to email. There are two types of people when it comes to waking up in the morning. How many of you need just one alarm and you're up and at them? And raise your hand if you need at least five or six. There are two types of people when it comes to eating a chocolate bar. How many of you like to just chomp right in? And how many of you break off one square at a time? Same with graham crackers, right? Yeah, graham crackers and chocolate bars. Here's one from our favorite cat, Garfield. There are two kinds of people in this world, morning people and people who want to shoot morning people. I won't make you tell me which one of those two you are. And finally, one for the math lovers in the room. I'll just let you read it, because if I say it out loud, it kind of ruins it. There are, there are one zero types of people in the world, those who understand binary and those who don't. If you don't get it, you can, you can find a math lover after the service and ask him or her to explain. Well, aside from all attempts, attempts at humor, we often speak this way also about very serious matters. In fact, we speak this way about our faith, that there are two different types of people. The series that we've been in for the past several weeks is really built on that idea. Saint, and sinner. Which one are you? How does God see you? We've talked about that question in connection with our death. We've talked about that question in connection with Judgment Day. And now today we're going to talk about that question in connection with our eternity. And so as you can imagine, there, there is hardly a more important question that could possibly be answered than figuring out which type of person you are as it relates to your eternity, because as I tried to illustrate with the kids before, eternity is a really, really long time. Most people are probably familiar with this basic idea that, that the Bible teaches that when it comes to eternity, there are two types of people. There, there is the group of people that will spend their eternity in this very, very good and happy place called heaven, and then there is the type of person who will spend their eternity in a very sad and very awful place called hell. So which type of person are you? We're going to turn our attention to the book of Jude this morning to get our answer to that question. Jude is one of those books of the Bible that's almost always forgotten. It's way at the end, kind of tucked in there with a lot of other really short books. In fact, Jude is so short that it just has, has a single chapter, 25, 
total verses. And out of those 25 total verses, there aren't any verses in Jude that are the kind of verses that we, we make our kids memorize in Sunday school class or the kind of verses that show up on inspirational pictures on your Facebook feed or your Pinterest wall. And yet as we try and answer that all-important question about our eternity today, we're going to see that Jude has a really great answer. Yes, we're going to see that when it comes to our eternity, there are two types of people, but Jude describes those two types of people in a very important and very striking way. We're also going to see this, that that even though when it comes to eternity there are two different types of people, those two types of people share one thing in common. We'll see that when it comes to eternity, both types of people will end up getting exactly what they want. So the verses in front of us today start out with these words. Jude says, But you, dear friends. In these verses, Jude is going to tell us exactly the type of person that he wants us to be. But it kind of leads us to ask the question, well, what's, what's the other type? And it's actually in the verses that come before this section where Jude at great length describes that other type of person. So we read through those verses in the book of Jude and he talks about people who are power hungry. Talks about people who are greedy. Talks about people who are violent and vengeful. He talks about people who are sexually immoral and perverse. All different types of sins are mentioned. And as we read through that laundry list of sins, we might be tempted to think, well, that's talking about all kinds of different types of people. But, but according to Jude, really they all belong to just one group. Over and over again, Jude refers to them with a single word. He calls them ungodly. In other words, this is the type of person that more than anything else just wants God to leave them alone. This person doesn't want to be accountable to anyone. This person doesn't want to have to answer to some sort of higher power. If this person has an impulse, they want to be able to act on it. If they have a desire, they want to be able to satisfy it. If they have a feeling, they want to be able to follow it. All of those sinful behaviors that I mentioned before are really just different manifestations of the very same problem. These people just want God to leave them alone. Really, we we might say they want to be their own gods. So if I were to ask you, which of those two places is this type of person going to end up? And I, I, had to, I told you that you had to pick between heaven and hell. I think we'd be in full agreement, right? And yet, what's worth noting is that the way that Jude has described these people for us is the perfect opportunity to remember exactly what that means, to remember exactly what hell is and exactly what hell is like. You may be aware that it, it's one of the most commonly raised objections against the Christian faith that goes something like this. How in the world could a a loving God possibly send people to a place like hell? And there are lots of different ways in which we as Christians can answer that objection, but, but the one that Jude highlights is this. It's really inaccurate to say that God sends anyone to hell because you can't really send someone to a place where they want to go. That's ridiculous, you might be thinking. Who in the world wants to go to hell? 
Well, remember that the defining characteristic of this type of person is that they want nothing more than for God to simply leave them alone. And according to what the Bible says about hell, that's exactly what hell is. Hell is the place where God leaves people alone. The fire, the pain, the, the weeping, the agony, all of those, none, none of those is the essence of hell. Really, all of those are just byproducts of the true essence of hell. Hell is a place where God is nowhere to be found, where God is not present. And so really never does it say that the Bible, never does the Bible say that God sends people to hell. Instead, it describes it this way, that if, even after tireless efforts to try and win people over to himself, people still just want to be left alone by God, eventually God gives them over to that desire. God simply lets them have it their way. Yes, when it comes to eternity, there, there are two types of people. And, and very sadly, for this first type of person, for all eternity, they will end up getting exactly what they want. But you, dear friends, now we get to the verses that, that are actually in front of us, where Jude describes the type of person that he wants us to be. And we might be tempted to think that, that we don't even need to read on. Because if we understand the first type of person, then we can kind of assume what the other type of person is, right? They're just the exact opposite. If this first type of person is ungodly, then the opposite is being godly. If, if this first type of person just acts on every impulse and follows every desire, then this other type of person doesn't. If this first type of person is power-hungry and greedy and vengeful and perverse, then this other type of person is generous and humble and forgiving and pure. Kind of makes sense, right? But there are two big problems. Two big problems with defining the other type of person that way, and even more specifically, two big problems of basing our eternity on being that type of person. First of all, if, if you were to hold those two profiles in front of you, which one would be a better description of you? Or better yet, if God were to have those two profiles in front of them and then examined you, examined me, evaluated every single second of our life, scrutinized every word we've spoken, exposed every thought we've ever had, everything we've ever done behind closed doors when no one else is watching, when if God weighed all of that evidence, compared it with those two definitions, which one would be the better fit? Power-hungry, greedy, vengeful, perverse, or generous, humble, forgiving, and pure. It's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? And yet, even more than that, even more than that, let's just assume for a second that we could actually pull it off. That we could be model citizens. That we would always be willing to help those who are in need. That we would always let other people go in front of us in any sort of line, that we would never let a foul word come out of our mouths, never laugh at a single crude joke, even if we could pull it off, all the while we would be shooting ourselves in the foot. 
Because, friends, that is the single biggest and most profound way in which a person can say, God, I just want you to leave me alone. I don't need you. I can do it by myself. I can be good enough. I can save myself. I can be my own God. And so that's why when Jude describes the second type of person, he doesn't make it the exact opposite of the first type. Instead, he says this. He says, But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Friends, being the other type of person is not dependent on our goodness. No, the definition of the other type of person is completely dependent on God's unconditional love for us and on the perfect and complete work of our Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why, while it may be true that there are two different types of people, those two different types are not the two words we've been using throughout this series, saint and sinner. In fact, it is impossible to be one or the other of those types of people. Because we're already all sinners, right? We can't do anything about that one. That one's already settled. That applies to each and every person who has ever lived. Really, the only question is, will we also be a saint? And being a saint does not in any way depend on our ability to reform our lives and, and finally get to the point where God is satisfied with us. No, no, being a saint is simply letting God be God in the biggest and most profound way in, in which God wants to be God in your life. Namely, to save you from your sin. To be the only hope you have of eternal life. For your claim to be able to go to heaven to be based completely on his love and on what Jesus has done for you. And friends, here's, here's the beautiful thing. Just like that other type of person, so also this type of person who wants nothing more than for God to be God, that type of person will end up getting exactly what they want for all eternity. The person who doesn't say, God, I just want you to leave me alone, but, but who lets God be God, that person will get exactly that for all eternity. For that person, for you, God will be exactly where you want him to be for all eternity. He will be right there with you. And for you, you will be exactly where God wants you to be for all eternity, and that is right there with him all of the joy, all of the fun, all of the excitement and thrill that we will experience in heaven, again, are just byproducts of the true essence of heaven. The fact that heaven is the place where God is, where we can be with him and he can be with us. See, yes, friends, there are two different types of people and, and both of them will end up getting exactly what they want for all eternity. So as we wrap up this current church year and look ahead to a nec the next one, where does that leave us? Well, whenever a new year starts, people like to make resolutions, right? So here are two based on Jude's words in front of us today. One of them you've heard already. Jude says, keep yourselves in God's love. 
Friends, don't let your desire for God to be God be nothing more than words. Let that translate into action. Keep yourself connected to God. Keep yourself in God's love each and every week here at church and each and every day in your home. Let that be resolution number one. Here's resolution number two. Simply remember that in this world, and as it relates to eternity, there are two types of people. And I would be willing to guess that not every single person you know is the same type of person that you are. And so here's what Jude says. He says, Be merciful to those who are in doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. In other words, Judah is saying, take the very same love of God, take the very same mercy of Jesus Christ that, that prompts you to want God to be your God and bring that same love and that same mercy to others. Share with them the joy and the confidence that you have in Jesus Christ. Share with them the peace that comes with knowing where you stand with God and knowing where you will spend your eternity. In other words, we might put it this way. There, there are two types of people in this world. There are people who already belong to what we call the Holy Christian Church or the communion of saints. And then there are those people whom we will work and work and work and work to bring in. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.